Welcome to Playing for the Master, a podcast on theater, faith, culture, and other shenanigans. Okay. Well, this is the... Uh, possibly... Maybe... It's sort of... Official podcast... For Unmuted Arts... And Master Arts Theater. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. So we started off today with this passage from Habakkuk because I've been working on Unmuted's fundraiser, a night of Thanksgiving for the last couple weeks. And as we honed in on that piece, um, this verse appears in one of the pieces that we performed. And I think it's very applicable to now. Uh, If we look at the context of Habakkuk, because I know Habakkuk is a shorter book that most of us haven't read a whole lot of. Um, Habakkuk was a prophet in Judah. And he knew that Judah was about to be invaded. And so he went to God and asked God, Hey God, could you maybe not let the army invade us? And maybe save us from this really terrible thing that's about to happen. And the entire book is this dialogue between Habakkuk and God. And God tells Habakkuk, No. I love my people, I love you, but I am not going to deliver you from this because it's part of my plan. And so Habakkuk, in this passage that's just there at the end, praises God, is joyful and gives thanks, not because of his circumstances and the barren landscape around him, but because of God. And I think that's something... That's very important for right now. So Tim and I are going to talk about this passage and and that kind of concept of rejoicing in the Lord when fields are empty and flocks are dead and barns are empty. I yeah. find it interesting that we're that this is our kind of our Thanksgiving podcast and this is going to be available on Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. And we're referencing a verse. We're mainly talking about a verse that does not have the word thanks or thanksgiving in it at all. Mm-hmm. And I I started to question you when you shared this verse <laughs> with me. I'm like, so where's the thanks in this? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good place for us to start mm-hmm. is the idea of where is. Where is thanks in a time where, where God's saying no? Mm-hmm. Where when you look around, and, you know Habakkuk is looking around, and and God says no. He's like, I'm not going to save you, mm-hmm. and things are going wrong, and the land is in despair, and the enemies are getting the victory. Um, gosh, what does that kind of sound like? I don't. I have no idea. You know, I don't think any of us could relate to that. <laughs> Here we are in 2020, where where. You know, COVID has has taken away a lot. It's taken away people that we care about. And it's taken away uh, jobs. It's taken away time with friends and family. I mean, 
where it's Thanksgiving and all of the health authorities are saying, don't go spend time with extended family. Mm -hmm. Don't go traveling. Stay home with your immediate family. Don't go out. Um, that's really hard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that even for those of us who haven't lost a lot, that can be very difficult. You know, I'm tomorrow I'm going and having an, a, a social distance exchange of food items <laughs> with my mother-in-law. And, you know, she lives on her own with just her and her dog. And it's, it's you know, I think of, of people like that who live for times with family, who really thrive on times with their sons, daughters, parents, grandparents. And, you know, we're having to go through this time um, where we can't do that. So, which brings about the question. And this is the question I asked you when you first came with that. It was like, so... Where is the gratitude? Where is the thanks when you have to choose to be joyful and choose to rejoice in the midst of some terrible circumstances? And I think the best way for you and I to come at this is to just use our own experience mm -hmm. in the midst of COVID. And uh, where are we? finding ways to rejoice mm -hmm. and, and be joyful and give thanks. Mm -hmm. And is thanks part of being joyful? And if so, how? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's the question I kind of gave to you when you when you said we should talk about this verse. And I'm like, okay, well, there's no thanks in this verse. Mm -hmm. Is thanks an inherent part of joy? And why don't you share with me what, what your thoughts are? I think that to a degree it is because... But not necessarily consciously, I would say. Because if you find joy in something, I think it would follow that you would be thankful for that. I think it would be very, very hard for me to be like, Tim, I get a lot of joy when I see you. But also you are a, you're a blot in my life. And I'm not, I, I, honestly, I couldn't care less if you existed. But I get a lot of joy from you. You know, that is dissonant and doesn't fit. Yeah. So I think, I don't think that joy always comes with Thanksgiving, but I do think that to a degree, one would be thankful of something in which one finds joy. Um, By its very nature, mm -hmm. if something, if you're rejoicing in something and you're having joy in something, there has to be some inherent value. Mm -hmm. And if there's inherent value, then that is worthy of thanks. Mm -hmm. And rejoicing. Gratitude. Yeah, and rejoicing is like almost a celebration. When you think about rejoicing, yeah. you think of worship, you know, like jumping up and down with joy. Yeah. That's almost a celebration. And again, one would not celebrate something that one is not thankful for, you know. Now, see, I want to challenge you, though, on the concept of, of joy being this celebratory thing. Because I actually think that there's happiness and there's celebration and joy is something deeper. Sometimes 
I agree with you mm -hmm. that there can be the celebratory aspect of rejoicing in joy. Mm -hmm. But I also think that you can have, you can rejoice in the Lord and you can have joy in the Lord in your deepest moments of despair. And when you're, um, one of the things that I've, I've started to just scratch the surface of studying is the idea of lament. Mm. Um, and I really think we're all in a time of, of lamentation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, <laughs> we're being so wondrous here. I know. Thanksgiving episode. We're but so up. I think uplifted. there's a, there's something in the idea of lament and the idea of grieving that also carries with it an aspect of what true joy really is. And I think part of true joy is understanding our connection to the Father mm. and understanding how the Spirit is indwelling in us. And that, you know what? Things are really terrible. And it's okay for us to grieve and to lament over what is lost. But when we recognize what is lost, you inherently have an understanding of, but God is still there. Mm -hmm. God is still present. And the future is still there. There is hope in even in the things that were lost, we have to recognize that there's going to be another day and that there's going to be a day of sunrise. Mm -hmm. um, and we will be grieving over what we've lost in this season. But at the same time, the, the very presence and nature of God is one of provision through the darkness. Mm -hmm. And I think when we recognize that, yes, we're in the midst of this really devastating time. But we're still here. Mm -hmm. And God is still working. And God is still doing. And just that fact forces us to be, to be full of gratitude mm -hmm. and full of thanksgiving. I agree, like, completely. And I think that's... I think I, I do that automatically to a point where I like don't where it, where it isn't always as special. And I need to be more conscious about that because my life, and I think a lot of people's lives hasn't been easy. Um, yeah. And I think that that's a lesson that all of us as Christians have to learn that a it's okay to lament and grieve. And I think, I think we have a hard time doing that because I think it can feel wrong because we hear these passages of give thanks to the Lord in all circumstances and things like that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you can't grieve. There's an entire book of the Bible f about grieving. Um, but I think we also have to always remember that God is there and God's working. And I think of, yeah. I think of God a lot of times like a safety net in that terrible things might be happening I might be making stupid decisions because I'm only 20 and I'm kind of dumb a lot of times. Um, but as long as my heart is toward God, mm. he's not going to let me fall to my death. Figuratively speaking. Yeah. Um, he is always going to be there and he is always working on something behind the scenes that we can't see. I think. That's so true. 
I think that was that was a big lesson for me this year because I'm very impatient, um, and I'm I'm almost always trying to fix things. A lot of times they don't need to be fixed, and I'm working on learning that lesson. Um, but there's a point in the summer where you and I found that God was like working on a lot of similar things, and it just like opened my eyes to how God can be working for a future um, that wasn't even in my head at all. Um, and I know around that time I was starting to feel lost and then God just started to kind of reveal slowly some of what he was doing behind the scenes this whole time. And I think that, that when you learn that, um, and I mean, that's why I think times of hardship are fantastic to a degree because you have to rely on God and you just, you have to learn that you get every day from God and you get sometimes every meal from God, but he's not going to stop working. It's like that continual leap of faith mm-hmm. that, you know, God is good and I can trust in, jo- in, in God's character and rejoice in God's character and be thankful in God's character because I know that because of his character, he must be doing something. And even if I don't know what that something is, I can trust and rejoice in God's character because I know it's going to be good. Even if it's not yeah. what I would plan, I know it has to be good because God is good. Okay, are you ready to be painfully transparent with the people who listen to our podcast? Absolutely. I love painful transparency, Tim. Okay, so we're going to do a little exercise. Um, as we in the second half of this and uh, I'll do it too. Mm -hmm. So the first question is what are some things that you've lost or are fearful that you may be losing during this time? Um, my place at master arts, which is very strange, but, and that's, Partially because of COVID. It's also partially because of where I'm at in life. Mm-hmm. I am running out of time that I have to throw at other projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I am fearful of losing some of my friends, I think. Because we all, and, and not in a, not in a, I don't want to be friends with you anyway, but just in a, in a drifting apart way. Yeah. Because I mean, we're all approaching this pandemic differently. Um, and I think for the most part, everybody is trying to be safe, but we all have very varying philosophies on how to do that and what's important with that. Um, not that I fault any of that. I don't at all. Um, but I do, like I see new social groups forming. And I'm like, hmm. Um, that you I, may or may not be part of. Exactly. You know? Um and that's intimidating for a probably socially anxious introvert like myself who's like, yes, I found a corner. And then the corner goes away because of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have lost a lot of money, as I think a lot of people have. But <laughs> I have, I've had a very hard year because of extenuating circumstances that weren't necessarily COVID-related. Yeah, um, I dislocated my knee. So whatever good shape I was in is gone. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm not, you know, building sets or anything. So it's hard for me to build that back up. And that's hard because I'm not really a sportsy person, but I've always thought of myself as a strong, physically active person. And now I feel like a lethargic kind of weak person. Do you feel like not necessarily that it was caused by the pandemic, but it's been amplified? Yes, it has. Because I can't... I and mean, normally you'd be very active in doing right. a lot of different things, but those things are shut mm-hmm. down because of the pandemic. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. Um, and then I have I've I had a very difficult job situation over the fall, um, and so I was I was prepping for getting married and moving out, and I was like, okay, I. We, we had this plan, you know, and we were like, aha, this plan can work. It's going to be very difficult, but this plan can work. And then I hopped three feet and my knee went out of joint. So half of my savings went to that. And then I was trying to transition to this new job and then that didn't work. So the rest of my savings went to supporting myself during that time. And so now I'm here as a very poor person, um, still looking ahead at getting married next year. And that's really terrifying because I'm not... It's not that I'm not anywhere that I want to be, but I'm not in a position that makes me feel cozy about jumping jumping off a cliff. And then I'm not jumping off of said cliff by myself. I'm jumping off with another person um, whose well-being is very much in the in the forefront of my mind. Yeah. Um, and that makes it interesting because it's it's not just me who has to get to a good place with god and with that it's also her um and we're both working on that but i can't push that mm-hmm. it's a balance because it's not it's not all your responsibility exactly and yeah. doing that would be a horrible idea because right? it's it's not my relationship to push it's God's relationship and her relationship. Yeah. And I know they're working on it, you know, but it's, it's still, it's just, it's, there's a lot of intimidating factors about jumping off of this cliff when you've got a very low amount of money to your name. Yeah. Um, and so I have lost a fair amount, not really, it's been amplified by the pandemic, not really because of it. And it's been rough, and I've had quite a few breakdowns um, over the last couple of months. Um, but, you know, I don't really know what the butt was there for. We'll get, we'll get to that in a yeah. second. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of share what I feel like I've Go lost or in, in fear of losing. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I've lost I mean starting here at Master Arts um, I've lost my co-workers mm-hmm. um, they're still around they're still doing stuff but there was a team that was here day in day out that we all would work together and, and it was a collaborative thing mm-hmm. which it's no longer that because of the nature of, of not being able to do theater um, we had to let that go. So I'm, I'm working by myself. Um, now I'm an introvert, so I'm kind of thriving <laughs> working by myself, but at the same time, mm-hmm. 
I've lost some very important people. Everybody needs a support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, not having them here every day, not having people to collaborate in the work, um, is, is a huge loss mm-hmm. for me. Um, yeah, I've lost some financial stability. You know, I've been blessed that both my wife and I still have jobs, mm-hmm. but the stability of those jobs is constantly in question. She works in retail and I work in a theater and, and retail has been able to open, but the theater hasn't really. I mean, mm-hmm. we've tried to do some things, but it hasn't really been thriving. Um, like you, I... have seen relationships with people changing and, and I'm, I'm kind of fearful of them drifting away. Mm -hmm. Um, where the pandemic has forced people to change jobs or do different things or, or, you know, quarantine where, you know, we used to have these touchstones of, of things that Mm -hmm. I would have with people. And those touchstones are all, gone mm-hmm. um, doing shows together mm-hmm. you know having these these moments of, or times that we would gather as a group that aren't there anymore um, and most recently something I've said through this whole time is it, is it feels like the the specter of death is getting closer and closer mm-hmm. and now it's it's gotten to the point where um I'm starting to lose people. Mm-hmm. Um, I just lost my uncle, who I haven't seen in a long time, but that's probably the closest that COVID has really gotten to taking someone away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and people in, you know, if you look at your life as there's your close friends and then there's your friends and then there's your acquaintances, now we're getting to the point that people in the friend circle Mm-hmm. have gotten COVID and I'm like, okay. Um, and you know, you talk about plans. I think that's something that almost everyone can resonate with. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever plans we had for 2020, probably even for 2021 and, and the next four to five years are radically altered. I blame all the 2020 vision sermons. God was like, ha, you think you've got 2020 vision? Yeah. Check nope. this out. <laughs> um, and, you know, even on the home front, we've, we've had to switch how we do school mm-hmm. and the demands on both uh, my wife and I. The funny thing is there's a lot of people who've lost jobs. But for her and I, the demands of our jobs have like skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. It's like what we have to do, which is weird because you know at the theater we're not doing shows, and but the combination of not doing shows and losing staff has meant the level of my responsibility at the theater has just gone through the roof, mm-hmm. um, which. It's not something I've lost, but the demands of my time, the, the, like the free time, mm-hmm. me self care time has really gone away, mm-hmm. um, which has been tough. It's been really tough. 
um, just and just a sense of certainty and feeling like I know where I'm at, even with my relationship with the Lord. Mm. It's just like, yeah, not that I, I've never, I'm not doubting God. I'm doubting my understanding mm-hmm. of where I am with God and what he would have me do in life. And cause there's so much happening. You don't feel like you have always the adequate amount of time yeah. to get there. Yeah. I definitely relate to that. Okay. So now second part of this, and this is, and then we'll lead into the little scripture and, and poem that we're going to end with. We're, we're both going to be Habakkuk and we're going to say, okay, this is, this is what we've lost. This is what we're fearing losing. How can we rejoice? And, mm-hmm. and, and the way we're going to rejoice is what, what are we thankful for? Mm-hmm. Um, cool. What are you thankful for? I've had a this? bad year, but I've, I've also had a lot of good things. Yeah. I would say. Um, I got engaged this year. That's Yay. a pretty big, cool thing. Um, Pray for shape. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a horrible decision on her part, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> there's that, definitely. Um, my family, whom I don't give everything that they deserve to, but they are really wonderful. Mm -hmm. My mom and my brother, um, especially just, they, oh, they're great. I, I, it would be very hard to make it through a year without them. Um, I am thankful for, I'm mostly thankful for God, I think, because he's kept me from going insane over this year and reminded me that I'm an artist. Um, And I'm thankful for art because I think art is great. And I'm not doing a lot of art because I'm more of a performance artist than a, a painter or a writer. I can write at times, but it's still cool. Um, I'm thankful for friends. I'm especially thankful for you. I think our friendship is like Aww. really blossomed this year. Um, Thanks. You're welcome. Shucks. But I mean, we've been going through similar situations, even if they're on different scales with Unmuted and Master Arts. Yeah. And I, I just feel like I, I think your friendship has been very important for me getting through this year as a sounding board, as someone going through a lot of the same things that I can come back to, um, occasionally as someone that I can support, which I don't do as often for you as you do for me, but no, I didn't know about that. (laughs) Um, um, I'm thankful for God's provision that I still had a job that despite working in the homeless community in the middle of the, up until now, the highest spike of COVID, um, 
and knowing I was probably patting down people that had at least been in contact with people with COVID, I somehow have not gotten it unless I had it already. Mm. Um, Praise the Lord. I, yeah. And, and my mom works in a hospital and she hasn't gotten it either. Um, that's definitely, definitely thankful for that. And just the ways that God has worked to keep me from dying, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, to constantly give me just what I need. Um, even when I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for gas because I, I was in very dire straits money wise this past few months. Yeah. Um, but he would always give me just what I needed. Never, never more. Always just what I needed. But I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Um, I'm thankful for Shay herself. I don't think I actually said Shay. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I said I'm thankful that I'm engaged. Um, I'm definitely thankful for Shay. She's amazing. And she has helped me do a lot of personal growth this year. I've realized that I have a lot of baggage from my childhood because I'm realizing how unusual and not normal a childhood that I had. Um, but she's helped me to grow a lot as a person. Um, she has helped redirect me back towards God. And she's always there to support me when I'm trying to be an artist or coming up with really crazy, ambitious ideas. Um, and things like that. And that's just been a huge blessing. So, yeah. My turn to Habakkuk. It's your turn to Habakkuk. Um, I think I think that should be a new verb now. A new verb like, is Habakkuk. Yeah. You're doing some Habakkuking over when there? When things look dark and you're really looking for the positive, you're Habakkuking. Mm -hmm. That could be like that could be like on a billboard. Yeah. Depressed? You should Habakkuk. You should Habakkuk. I don't know. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, definitely my prayer group, of which mm. we're a part. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my, my prayer group has been the reminder to me that God is still there and he is concerned. And um, it's good. it's been really good to know that they're is a group of people who are interceding mm -hmm. for me, um, for us. Mm -hmm. So that has been, that has kind of been, that and my family have kind of been the, the two things that have stayed constant, mm -hmm. um, which has been cool because the prayer group really was a master arts thing, yeah. um, but it's really become something else um, in a good cool. way. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been, yeah, that's been kind of like my spiritual, uh, connecting point is yeah, knowing same. that I have people praying for me that I can pray for. Um, and that's been a constant, which is good. It's like a nice little microcosm of the church that yeah. we had when we didn't have church. Exactly. Yeah. That's, it's really it. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're the people I go to when I'm like, okay, this is going on and I need someone to pray. Mm -hmm. I know exactly where to go. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm very thankful for 
the people who care enough about master arts that they have given during this time mm-hmm. or they've taken part in the auction or came to the costume contest or done these things that are very, very different for master arts to do. It's not who we've been in the past. So to have people really step up and um, give to keep master arts going, that has been a blessing. It's been hard. Um, especially as I've seen other theater groups fall away and have to close. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also, you know, so far we are still planning for the future, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to go through this time with friends and family, um, you definitely, um, Angela Schwartz mm-hmm. to uh, an extent, uh, you know, my relationship with both of you has really grown during this time. Um, so that's good. My family, I mean, spending more time with my little guy at home, um, seeing him kind of thrive as, you know, part of the Velveteen Rabbit cast. That's been cool to see. Um, The blessings that uh, Elena and I have had with our jobs through this time that that have been, you know, we we haven't. We've actually been able to kind of maintain, which has been good. Um, Surprising, uh, you know, because I keep expecting the other foot to drop. (laughs) Um, And also... I've kind of feel like even though I've struggled with my place in my relationship with God through this, I've also very much felt him guiding me in certain areas. Um, so there's never been a doubt of his existence mm-hmm. or his care for me because I've seen it and I've felt it and uh, he's definitely been guiding me in certain areas in my life. Mm-hmm. Even if he's guiding me towards some really uncertain areas. <laughs> like, where are you going with this, God? Yep. Um, but, you know, it's also knowing that he's never steered me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um And even if he's steering me towards some areas where I'm not feeling very confident, um, I'm confident in him and Mm -hmm. I trust him. So I'm not worried. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me, it's more like, all right, he's taken us somewhere through this whole COVID mess. Don't try and jump out ahead. (laughs) I'm, yeah, I'm there too because yeah. I can see he's like starting to lay down railroad tracks. So I'm like, cool, I can go over this bridge now. And he's like, no, the bridge is. It, I'm just no starting to build it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I don't even have supports on there, John. Yeah, just, just relax. Just, just take a chill pill. <laughs> um, I'm very thankful that, like you said, COVID has not really taken someone dear to me. Mm-hmm. very dear to me. 
I mean, it's taken some people that have been important in my past life, mm -hmm. but it hasn't, it hasn't taken my immediate family. It hasn't taken my immediate circle of friends. Um, and I'm very thankful for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I feel like this is, I, I'm, I'm not speaking prophetically at all. Mm -hmm. I really hope I'm not, but I, but I feel like he's also been preparing me for if that happens, mm -hmm. God forbid that it does. Yeah. I'm really hoping it doesn't, but I feel like there's been a preparation going on in me for loss. Like I'm not in a place where I really need to lament mm -hmm. anything really, but I also feel like he's preparing me if I do. I've felt that way too. There's been a weird, there, there is just this weird stretch of time, uh, like a month or two ago where it felt like he just brought me and stared me in the face of mortality and yeah. was like, let's, yeah. let's wrestle with this some John. I was like, Oh, okay. Do we have to? <laughs> Which is interesting because uh, like, I have to say it was probably around the time of Jen Brown's passing. Yeah who was a very dear actress and the video is still up on master arts, um, uh, virtual theater, go and watch it because she's, she was an amazing talent, um, uh, mm -hmm. beautiful soul. Um, and she passed away very unexpectedly and it, and it hit me kind of hard. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't close friends with her, but we both had worked very closely with her during the singer. Yeah. And, um, that made me face, a lot of things that I, I wasn't prepared for, mm -hmm. but I also can see how God was saying, look, you need to pay attention. You need to pay attention to how you're feeling, what's going on, how I'm working in this. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely felt that. Yeah. Thank you, God. Probably the strangest way to talk about Thanksgiving that I've ever talked about. So we're going to end this a couple ways. There's a prayer of Thanksgiving and intercession that I'm going to share from J. Philip Newell from a little book called Sounds of the Eternal. And I'm going to share this. And then John and I are going to end this by sharing a passage out of First Thessalonians with you. So I'll read this prayer from J. Philip Newell, and then we'll share this passage of Scripture. That you have made me in the image of your own mystery, thanks be to you, O God. That in the soul of every human being there are depths beyond naming and heights greater than knowing, thanks be to you. Grant me the grace of inner sight this day, that I may see you as the self within all selves. Grant me the grace of love this day, that amidst the pain and disfigurement of life, I may find the treasure that is unlocked by love. That amidst the pain and disfigurement of my own life, I may know the richness that lies buried in the human soul. I pray for the coming day and for the life of the world.
Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies. But test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to Playing for the Master a co-production of Unmuted Arts and Master Arts Theater, both out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Our theme music is Rondo Giocoso, a piece written and performed by Richard Sertia. Our podcast is edited by Tim Van Bruggen. The views expressed by the hosts of this podcast are completely their own and may not reflect those held by the organizations as a whole. If you have any comments or suggestions for topics you'd like to hear discussed, please email them to director at masterarts.org. Thanks for listening.